Game three, downtown Los Angeles, California, crypto.com arena, Phoenix Suns versus Los Angeles Clippers. A Clippers team without Paul George. And then news came this morning that they would be without Kawhi Leonard. Instantly, the odds went from Suns two and a half point favorites to seven and a half point favorites. But those pesky Clippers put up a fight in this game with Norman Powell scoring 42 points. What Russell Westbrook scoring 30, 72 points combined by those two alone. But it wasn't enough to beat the Phoenix Suns. And more importantly, the 45 points put forth by Devin Booker as the Phoenix Suns win game three by a final score of 129 to 124 and take a game three win and a 2-1 series lead. So, Matthew, as you're watching this game, knowing that there's no – you know, I'm not even going to ask you – I was just about to ask you my Matthew. I was going to ask a question. I think this is you. You did that last time too, didn't you? Last pod, you asked me the same question twice. It's the playoffs. I, if you're not prepared for these pods, man, I'll get someone else. All right. <laughs> you're just that replaceable. So let me tell you. Let me. Oh, <laughs> oh man. How yeah. you feeling? How you feeling? Uh, I don't know. Does it feel like the playoffs? Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I don't feel very good, but we got the win. That's all that matters. I feel great. We got the win. We got the win. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I'm very positive. Very, very good outlook on these playoffs. Oh, shit. 2-1. Oh, shit. This is going to be fun, isn't it? No, I'm I'm actually, I'm fine. I'm fine. I really am. I'm just, I'm not excited. Like, I feel like Booker's fucking amazing and the surrounding cast is old and, you know, or... Are they're infants? I don't even know what's going on around them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, when you play against a Kawhi-less and a Paul George-less team, your expectations are probably higher. But this is playoff basketball. This is physical basketball, and there's plenty that we're going to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So, yes. if you happen to be joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we appreciate it. Hit a thumbs up while you're hanging out with us. Why don't you? Uh, if you're listening later, pop on. And, and I'll tell you this. This is what's interesting, Matthew. I don't know if you what? know the analytics on this. 54% of all of our listeners podcast and 89% on mobile. So what that's telling me is 54 of you are listening to this on an Apple podcast phone right now. So go ahead. Give us a five-star review. Come on, oh. man. Do it. Yeah. Yep. Do it. 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 Well, I'll tell you what. It's a do playoff it. win. So I'm chugging Chug a beer <laughs> because all, all you should. I'm going to pour it into a glass. Chug it, everybody. Form, by the way. And we're going to be we're going to be chugging with the fellas tonight, ladies and gents. Yeah. Well deserved, guys. Well deserved. <laughs> I can tell Chug by the tone. Chug it down. I can tell by your tone. I can tell I by your tone. <laughs> You yeah, have you have a tone. You're I like, don't, a, you're like, don't tell me you enjoy it. I'm just joking. Go ahead, Chuck. You're, really watch it, Chuck you're like, you're like this team that was up <laughs> 13 points. The majority of the fourth, like, got pushed a little bit at the end, and no. you're like, oh man, I just, I don't know. So, no, I'm good. Well, chug him if you got him, my friends. And while I'm doing that, Matthew will read a, read you the latest promo from DraftKings or whatever. DraftKings, where you go and ruin your family. Don't bet on anything because it's very bad for your mental health. Ouch. Yeah. I agree with what he said. Sign us again. <laughs> oh, 
just gamble responsibly, everybody. Don't don't bet on You're KD. Right. Don't bet on ouch. <laughs> ouch. I caught some foam in there. Yeah. I caught some foam in there. Well, right. chugging with the fellas, Suns win. Let's start oh. the pot. on the road and win game three now take that two to one series lead but it brings me to my first question which i've nearly asked matthew like four times already <laughs> matthew i got to ask so matthew i gotta ask obviously yes, it's a five-point victory for the phoenix suns with no paul george no Kawhi leonard how are you feeling are you is th- does this meet or or not meet your expectations of what this game should have been. You know, you, you have no idea with this team still. I honestly, I'm not upset about the whole thing. I think it was a tough one to get through, but then you realize when they win, you feel better because you're up 2-1 in the playoffs. It's a fucking playoffs, so everyone's going to play definitely hard, even without Kawhi. This team just needs more time, and that's in the back of my mind. So as I'm watching them, like, just get these wins. That's all that matters, right? Just to go up 2-1 on the Clippers. Um it's just it's going to be a rough ride for a little bit, and thank God this team is that the Suns are playing are the Clippers because I feel like any other team might have their way this series. Just that's how it's looking. But the defense from the Clippers will pick up in these playoff games. So mm-hmm. you think I'm in a bad mood? I'm not. I'm feeling good. I'm fine. It's just okay. a few things. It just doesn't look good, but we'll go over it later. Well, there's aspects of this, obviously, that don't look good. And I think that, yeah, it's definitely what we're going to talk about. I want to talk about the positive before we talk about kind of the negative and what we saw and the adjustments that this team needs yeah. to make if they want to not only continue to win in this game, but continue to win in the playoffs and hopefully ultimately win a championship. But I, I'm I'm a little melancholy at times when I take a look at that final score and then i realized yeah that like the suns were up 13 pretty much the entire second half in this game and they were getting to the free throw line for the first time like ever we shot 46 free throws tonight matthew 46 that is five more than any free throws than we shot the entire regular season thank god yeah and you you why is that well Kawhi leonard's not playing in this game Obviously, Paul George is out for the entire series. So what does Ty Lue tell his team to do? His team that is full of physical, speedy, and big wings, right? So he's the the clear path of, of coaching is we're going to overplay everything, and we're going to be as aggressive as we can. Every time the ball is going into certain guys, we're blitzing. We're constantly looking to try to utilize our smaller lineup to disrupt the Suns' offense. And for the first half, it kind of worked, right? The Suns carried, what, a three-point lead into the into the second half? I think it was 54-51 at halftime. And you're like, wow, what the hell is going on? Now, both teams are turning the ball over. It was very sloppy basketball. But the Clippers were dictating pace because of their speed and their aggression on the defensive end. What started to happen in that third quarter was the Phoenix Suns they got the benefit of the whistle finally because what we were seeing was essentially the Clippers allowed to play physical. We did a a halftime space on Twitter. 
If you follow at Suns Jam on Twitter, join us during halftime games uh, or the halftime of games, and we're going to go live, Matthew and myself, and we're just going to talk about what we saw in the first half. And one of the things mm-hmm. I mentioned is like how Russell Westbrook was playing defense on KD. It's very Draymond Green-esque, right? Draymond Green can play against bigs like Ivica Zubak, DeAndre Ayton, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and he can be successful because he's smaller and he gets up in them and under them and he disrupts them from the interior, and he's allowed to play a little bit more physical uh, than other players at his size and stature. That's how Russell Westbrook has played Kevin Durant, and he has disrupted him. And you take that and you multiply that by every player on the team and the way that they're attacking and the way that they are uh, uh, being allowed to play physical, it kind of caught up with the Clippers in that third quarter. The Clippers were outshot from the free throw line in the third quarter 21-4. to The Suns had 21 free throw attempts to their four. And in my opinion, they were valid because they were being, there there was a bunch of those that could have been called in the first half. So I understand that that is probably going to be a narrative that we'll hear for the next day uh, until we play on Saturday. But the the Suns used their defense, the the Clippers attack and the Clippers defense against them ultimately, held them accountable to it. Mm And then from there, they they grew that lead, and then a couple turnovers late. Next, you know, a couple threes by the Clippers, and it's a closer game than it probably should have been. Yeah, I mean, the rest probably went into halftime. They're like, "Well, wait, hold on, Kawhi is out, and we have to realize we don't want the Clips to move on to next to the next series." That's how a lot of people are going to look at this game because the Suns and Coach Monty are usually the team to come over or come up come on after the game and just hit the press conference and say one thing and walk out to get their team pumped <laughs> up and try to get on the rest back. Now it's going to be the Clippers in a way, but the thing that drives me kind of crazy is like how the refs, and this is awesome. The Suns got to the line and they were fouls. The only thing about the NBA that does drive me nuts is like, if you're going to call a physical game and let them play, why switch it up in the second half? Did they just make the adjustments? Because it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, these guys are coming to the game. They're like, oh, we're getting away with stuff. We can play physical. And I'm not saying like, oh, thank God. Like they called the, the call the fouls. They did like, thank God they did. But on the Clippers side of it, it's like we're still playing physical and we're getting called for fouls now. And they were. They definitely were. But it's just it kind of sucks it went that way. And, you know, the Suns on the other side, um, really quick, I want to say with Westbrook and also Highland, like those are two guys that kind of flip flop too in the in the first and second half where they were in their own way. We talked about on Twitter spaces. Yep. And then after that, after halftime, they came out and they actually played pretty good. They played yes. self small still. And Russell's, I swear to God, he still had those a few turnovers to cost his team the game. But those guys kind of turned it on too. So it kind of like flipped where we got the foul calls, but then those two guys stepped up. And of course you had freaking uh, Powell just going off. No one could stop that guy. Even the last three he had where he got fouled and that one went in, I knew it was going in. Oh, yeah. And and of course it was Craig too because Craig had that one dumb foul after the free throw that was missed by Aiden where he sent Westbrook to the line. Mm -hmm. Damn, dude, like. Craig's having a hard time on him, but no one can guard that guy either. So the whole foul thing, though, thank God, the one game we definitely needed it, we got it for sure. Well, and, and the reason I think, you know, I don't think the officials went in at halftime and said, oh, shit, we don't need the Clippers to advance. But I think essentially what happens is in the second half, when you're playing like that and that aggressive the entire first half, guess what? Fatigue starts to set in. And when fatigue sets in, error begins. And that's what happens is those things that they were doing from a technical standpoint that were successful for them in the first half began to, due to fatigue, be a little just a tad more aggressive. And the Suns were actually getting the calls on it. 
And from there, they were allowed to open up their offense a little bit. Devin Booker has 13 points in the second, or in the, I'm sorry, in the third quarter. And they took advantage of it, ultimately scoring 40 points in that quarter. But the, the Clippers scored 34. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's like the Clippers played their ass off in this one. Normal, Norman oh, yeah. Powell, like you said, he had it going. And the, the, the flip side of this is only Devin Booker really had it going in this game. That's the challenge that we as Suns fans see. I mean, again, I, we can't have nice things. We can't sit there and be truly happy with a win because we know what the, the Phoenix Suns were lacking, and it was cohesion across the board outside of Devin Booker. Devin Booker doesn't score 45. This team doesn't win, and we're having a completely different conversation. There's mm-hmm. you know a, a shit Aiton game, and we'll get to that. Uh, Kevin Durant flustered the entire time, not getting to his spots. Uh, and the way, and I mentioned this on Twitter spaces, the way that the the Los Angeles Clippers and their wings and the size and, and their uh, speed, it, it disrupts him. And I honestly think that this is good for KD right now because when we get to the next round and we have to play against like Denver due to their their different deep type of defensive style, it's not it's going to be more conducive to Kevin Durant versus Devin Booker. I feel so. Yeah, this was this is a this can be a frustrating game because without their star, without two of their stars, but without their star who's been in the series thus far, they still were a cohesive the Clippers are a team they're playing like a team oh, yeah the Suns yeah. aren't necessarily playing like a team no and uh I don't want to get into the whole you know if Kawhi and Paul George played the series they'd beat the Suns that's of course going to be the narrative if we went out four to one and Kawhi never plays again be like well of course the injuries that's why they moved on yes but you know if George was playing in Kawhi these games would still be close. I don't know if the Suns can win the series. I think the Clippers would definitely be favorites over them just because of the way we've watched KD play this series where he doesn't seem like as dominant of a player just like Booker or Booker's just like levels above that guy right now. So if you were to have those guys play the same way and then Paul George plays, then yeah, maybe the Clippers win, but it'd still be a tough series. This isn't Mm -hmm. like a runaway for the Clippers. It's just guys step up. And we've always talked about how the Clippers are a well-put-together team. Well, what happens when two guys go out? You have guys that can fill their shoes. Unlike the Suns, who don't have anybody if Booker goes out or KD goes out to really fill those shoes, and you'd be screwed right away. Yeah, you'd get a lot more Shamit and TJ Warren. A lot more Shamit. Missed that's him like, in the second half. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I was like, where's Shamit go? Like, Monty, <laughs> Monty, I was hoping you were going to play some more Shamit. But you have to absolutely give this game uh, – to Devin Booker and what he did. He's now averaging 36.3 points per game on the series. He gets the first drop. Big Dick Booker. Booker in this game, like I mentioned, 45 points. He was 10, or I'm sorry, 18 of 29 from the field. 29 shots for 45 points. I'm with it. Three of seven from beyond the arc. And again, in the game in which the Phoenix Suns shot 46 free throws, how many free throws did Devin Booker have, Matthew? Six? He had seven. 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 That's it. I love how you asked me those questions because you know I don't look at the box score very much. (laughs) You're just like, let me just ask him because I know he's over you. (laughs) Well, exactly. And I want to know what it felt like. Like, you're telling me what it felt like, and I'm telling you what it actually was. He also had seven rebounds in this game. He had three assists. Uh, he had three steals, two blocks, including a big one on Russell Westbrook late in the game. But this was a, a, another fantastic Devin Booker playoff game. In his young career, Devin Booker has scored now 40 points in five playoff games. Okay? 
Now here, now here's a fun question for you. How many playoff games has Devin Booker played, including tonight? Uh, 36. 35. Wow. Oh, damn. Done. I'm on a roll tonight. Yes. One you're off. one, you're one, one off. off everything. So in 35 career playoff games for Devin Booker, he scored over 30, uh, 30 points now, 14 times, which is tied for second most in Suns history with Amari Stoudemire. Charles Barkley's first overall with 16 30-plus point games. And he now has five 40-point games with this 45-point performance. God bless Devin Booker in this game, man. Yeah, just God damn it. I don't know what to say. Like, sorry, Lord. Like, that was – I didn't mean to say that, but I don't know what else to say. Like, I end up with, like, loads in my mouth. I'm like, did it come – like, did it just come back up or did it come in my mouth? I don't even know. What I don't know are what to you do with saying myself. right now? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? Children in the car. I I uh, I don't know what to say about the guy, but um, he's like the bully walking down the hallway at high school where it's just like no one wants to mess with this guy. He even – like I said on – like the way he's walking around, it's like, you want to fuck with this? Like, no one wants to. This guy's obviously the best son of all time. But with these games, it just cements it even more because he can't be stopped. If game one was like these three games or the last two games, obviously, I feel like they're pretty comparable. He just didn't hit those shots in game one. Mm-hmm. Now he's just hitting everything. Like, when he hits that and one to start the or to start the second, where he's still playing and you think he's going to play 48 minutes, yeah. it's like, wow, that and one where it bounces in, you just know it's his night. But I feel like every night's going to be his night. He just has uh, definitely, I want to say like four or five levels above anybody else on this team right now. He has a bunch of old dudes and guys, like I said, that play like infants on this team and guys that are just not confident to be on the floor that won't even play in the second half because he just, Monty had enough of Shamit. You know what I mean? So he's surrounded by that. It's a rough team around him right now. So it needs more time to gel, obviously. But it's just, it's, I, I'm not saying we're going to waste this because I think they're going to be fine, but this, the way he's playing right now, this is just like, if you don't have Booker on your team, you're not going to win a title. Like he's playing like Giannis type yeah, basketball right now. I know he's not the same guy, elite. same size, but he's just on that level right now of Giannis. Elite is the best way to describe how Devin Booker's playing thus far in the playoffs. I mean, he has gone to a level again that I didn't know that he could even hit. It's the shot making is ridiculous. It's ridiculous what he's doing. That three pointer in the corner, it's it was just absolutely ridiculous. Oh my, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I mean, just unreal. Uh, his aggression, his his ability to get to the line uh, on, on that the a couple really key and ones. His blocks, his steals, like his his defensive energy, like he is playing. He is fucking out there, just dominating. In every fashion, 45 minutes played. He, he The only three minutes he sat was like that three, that two and a half minutes at the, you know, in the second quarter and like I think a minute somewhere in the, in the second half. But he didn't want to come out either. No, hell no, he didn't. He wanted to play the oh whole thing. God. I mean, he's and they mentioned it on the, the Bally Sports broadcast. We've watched this guy since he was an infant in the NBA and it's all come together. And again, like when you keep, don't think he can go to another level, boom, there he is. So yeah. as you mentioned, as we look around the roster, he's going to need some assistance because as much as I love Devin Booker doing this, this is round one. My wife had a no. funny question for me tonight at the end of the game. She goes, well, if the Suns win this, they go to the finals, right? I go, no, there's three more rounds before you win a title. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, the shit goes till June if you win a title. Like that's why it's hard. Because not only is the playoff basketball and the level of physicality and intensity amplified in the postseason, which we saw tonight, 
That's what the Clippers did is they amplified their play. They overplayed their defense. They were trying constantly and consistently to disrupt the Phoenix Suns offense through their physicality. But you have to win four seven-game series in order to win a title. It's survival of the fittest. And Devin Booker's the fittest. But there's some guys around him who just, they're just not fit, Matthew. They're just, they're just not fit. Watch. Andre Ayton in this game, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 35 minutes played, four of nine from the field. Uh, you know, we talk a lot, uh, and when we, we reference DeAndre Ayton throughout the season, how you know, a, a night like tonight, well, it's like, you know, if you just get him the ball, you get him the shot attempts, good things will happen because he's an efficient player. And as I mentioned, four of nine, you know, not horrible. He was fucking terrified of the ball tonight, Matthew. I've watched a lot of DeAndre Ayton. You know, I've watched his entire career, fifth year in the league. I haven't seen him in the postseason, especially as passive, as scared, as fumbly. There was a play in the second quarter where they threw the ball to him. He was 17 feet from the basket uh, with Mason Plumley on him. He's he's and he's sitting there and he's holding the ball. He's just, he's like going back and forth with it, like shaking, looking for the guy. He even turned to do anything. And then in the third quarter, he gets the ball. He uh Zubats had was five feet off of him. He had a, a he could drive to the basket, try to make something happen, or, or at least take that jump shot that he takes because he's a pussy to run. And he like instantly just tries to pass out of it. And that was the theme tonight of Aiden. And like, I don't want to sit here and unabashedly bash Aiden tonight, but I want to say if he plays like this tonight, this team is not going to go far. Because what did we say at the beginning, or at least I said at the beginning before the series, he is an X factor. He's a guy who is going to get those opportunities because of the double teams, because of the space that's going to be provided to him. And if he's terrified to even hold the fucking ball, and I'm not even talking about the Butterfinger plays on this. I'm saying like when he actually had it in his hands, he was scared what to do with it, man. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah, you had him as X Factor, and I usually do vote him as finals MVP every year because we need him to be. Um, we need him to be. Definitely need to, well, to be at that pace. I don't think that he will be because of Booker. Um, but Brunus92 says, slip cracking to Aiden's drink. Yeah, <laughs> he needs something. Uh, tonight was bad. But it's funny how, like, how um, quickly he kind of makes up for things. Like, in the third, when he was actually cutting and rolling with KD on a few I know, plays. Right? It's like, you know, because a lot of the, the whole game is, like, him just kind of watching. He's standing and watching. He's not getting his body on anybody to box out. He's just watching on offense, watching KD. But the thing is, KD needs for him to move, too. And I said on the Twitter spaces, I'm like, you know, Sarge was always a connector kind of guy. Yes. It'd be nice if Aiden could just, if he's not going to be, like, dominant inside, like he'll never be, then I wish he would just be the connector where he can help out Book and KD to go get the ball, grab the ball, find some spacing, stop hiding behind your defender and help these guys out and then move the ball around if you want to. That's fine. Because coming into the series, I'm like, I don't care really what he does. Just don't fuck up and don't be uh, like a menace, you know, just in South <laughs> just Central, destroying. what kicking your juice in yeah, the hood. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I wrote in my notes. And I'm like, just yes. don't do that. And uh, he kind of is, he's, he's a guy right now. like, like a shaman in this game where he's going to just destroy us from the inside out. And if he's doing that, obviously it's going to be very, very bad. We don't need him to be crazy, but just know what to do. This is why during yes. like, the season, this is why you work on this stuff so you know what to do in these situations. Yes, the pressure is coming. Yes, there's little guys around. 
who you can't even box out or grab the board over. And every time someone hits you, you're like, oh, my face, oh, my, oh, my, my fucking chest, like Bones is just like he has his way with him down there. That's tough. That's why they had the five guards out there because Aiden doesn't matter. He, yeah. he was shot today, dude. He didn't care and he doesn't care. And that's what's so frustrating. 100%. Uh, uh, elite Jamster in the chat, Walter Lazo, thanks again for following along. Says Clippers play small ball and Aiden couldn't capitalize. And oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote the Bright Side of the Sun recap, which got it done just in time. It was perfect. And I referenced that in it. It's like the reason why the Clippers couldn't like, or, or stayed in this game. The reason why they were effective in this game is because they were allowed to play small ball lineups. Whenever they put those small ball lineups in there, like Nicholas Batum's playing the five, they, they could get out and run and they could be even more aggressive defensively. It's because the Suns couldn't t- burn them on it. The Suns can't just drop it into eight and be like, yo, back them down, back them down, back them down, score. A get Wash, wince, rinse, repeat. AD can do it. Giannis can do it. Uh, Joel Embiid can do it. Nikolai Jokic can do it. DeAndre Ayton can't fucking do it. Period. Exclamation point. I don't care. Ayton defenders. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say this premise. Like, we all love Ayton. We want Ayton to be great. We want him to be uh, a championship contributor to this team. Uh, but you have to call a spade a spade. And you have to recognize what he is. And that's how, through this season, as we've navigated these post-game podcasts, going live after every single game, midway through the season, I just said, you know what? Let's just accept who he is. But accepting who is who he is 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 taking his what his talent is and accepting what his faults are. And his faults are just that you can't run the game through him through the post. You simply can't do it. And when the Clippers are running that five out shit, they're going to capitalize because Aiton offensively can't. Now he 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 won't get played off the court defensively, right? But offensively, he's a, he's nothing. He's a zero in those situations, yeah. situations in which you could take advantage of what his physical skill set possesses. He can't give it. And as you mentioned, you know, again, during the regular season, that's why Suns fans would become so frustrated with his performances is because you want to see that progress because this is when it matters. And eight defenders are like, don't worry, man, when the playoffs come around, let me tell you, let me tell you something about DeAndre. Ayton, okay. When the postseason comes around, he's going to fucking turn it on. He hasn't turned it on yet, man. Not at all. And it's been, even like the last game is very mediocre. Um, His shot blocking presence isn't there. Like there's Booker, whoever's guarding anybody going to the rim, they actually make attempts to try to block a shot. I know Book had one late in the game against Powell, but anytime anyone's going by Aiden, Aiden doesn't care. He like puts his hands up. He's like, the way he's playing right now is like, well, you paid me to be here. I'm here. I'm just going to do what I'm. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to be open to any suggestions on how to get better this whole season. And then now it's all coming out and everyone could see it. And it's frustrating the players on the court. Every time a bucket's given up underneath the rim, a lay-in, you can see Chris Paul and even Durant just like, fuck what? Like at least jump, at least jump. How many fouls? Did we have zero fouls tonight? Like they at least jump and attempt to make it hard on this. The guy driving to the head. One foul, DeAndre. Yeah, and that's not even. I don't even foul. care. You have busy, and I don't care. Play Jock too. Like we just need a physical presence. If he's not going to do anything else, at least just have a physical presence down there, like Bismack. Mm-hmm. Majority of the game, who can just roll with his own player and not take anybody into the center. Like he doesn't suck anybody in anymore. No one cares. Like really quick, Durant. He was wide open. Or I'm sorry, uh, D 
DA was wide open underneath the hoop late in the game. Durant pulled up for a jump shot instead of hitting him for the alley-oop. Yeah. I wouldn't trust DA either. Yeah. Like you just, no one trusts you now, man. Yeah. And uh, that's the precedent you set by your lazy play because they don't know if it's a play in which you're going to be engaged and go for it or a play in which you're just going to be boneheaded or, or yeah, not exactly. expect the pass. And kudos to Kevin Durant because he's trying to get DA involved in that third he quarter. Is. He's doing everything he can. He's like, maybe if I start this guy up, you know, but it, it's sad that he has to do that. Uh, you, you look at Norman Powell in this game again. He was 7 of 12 from beyond the arc, so that accounts for 21 of his 42 points. But he had a lot of points in the paint as well because DA down there was literally like he was afraid to touch anybody or something. You know, points in the paint, they they outscored us. 58 points in the paint for the Los Angeles Clippers in this game to the Suns' 54. 58 points. Some of that has to go on DA and his lack of shot deterrence. I mean, we talk about that again. The people who are very pro D, it's like, yeah, but both sides of the floor. It's like, yeah, but what's he giving us on the he second He hasn't fight? been that guy. Like, Bismack gives us almost zero on offense, but I trust him like a motherfucker on defense. He's blocking shots. He's rebounding the ball. He's securing rebounds when they come down, not batting them up to himself, you know, like it's a, a hot potato or it's a balloon that he's trying to keep it afloat. It's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. Uh, shout out to Black Sunday in the super chat. Drop $5 to the Suns Jam Session podcast. We appreciate it, Black Sunday. He says, how is it possible that Aiton is regressing? He's so bad now. And you were seeing that consistently on Twitter. That was the conversation. It's like, dude, is he getting worse? And maybe radio flow is right. 420 got to Aiton. Yeah, very. Yeah, it you could know? have been something, you know. I'm sure you can play pretty good on wave when he's high. I feel like a lot of these guys play high, right? Yeah, but talk about DA it. high has got to be like really, <laughs> really yeah. slow. I love uh, the regressing. Ste- Stephanie Jackson in the chat. Aiton is very soft, just like my teddy bear. And it's it's a good way to kind of describe. Mindful attacks, so not as soft. <laughs> Your teddy know? keeps me up at night <laughs> but i like how you know regressing dude it's he is you know why because he started off the season and it's not like he's just had this one bad game it's been all playoffs and he started off the season feeling disrespected for not getting the money and then that just kind of just tumbled into everything where you know he's in trade talks again you know we trade around we trade the wrong guys obviously but we had no choice but to trade mikhail and cam mm-hmm. that was the hardest part of getting rid of those guys and keeping aiden Sorry, but all right, I think I'm done. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> He'll come out and have a good game, maybe. But I hope so. We all hope I, so. We, all, we need him to. Yeah, we want him to. Why but not? Like, fuck, man. Fuck. I wish I could watch DeAndre and DeAndre and just be like satisfied in the playoffs. Like that was a good game, man. That was a quality game. Yeah. And at the same time, like, what if Monty Williams in Game Four starts Bismack Biombo? I would. I would. You know? I mean, now just don't do get me it. wrong. The Clippers would target him a couple times. Uh, potentially, but man, would that set a fucking message to Aiden? Be like, dude, you're not starting tonight. We're up two one. If we go up three one in the series, I say you absolutely do it. If Aiden has another one of these like half ass stinkers where you throw him the ball, yeah. and he's just like he's terrified of the ball. He's like, oh shit, he like it's like hot potato. It's like somebody tosses him like a bomb. And he's afraid it's going to go off in his hands. Because he doesn't have any experience with it, man. He just doesn't know what to do. It's like simple little moves here or there and then pass out or else take your turnaround jump shot. Just do something. Like, we've seen it. Brutus92 in the chat. 25 and 15 game incoming. He should be 30-20. I hope you're right. He should be 30-20. No, I'm not going to say what he should be. But I'll say if he does that, man, I'll be excited to see that. I really will. I'll be really excited to see if we get something like that from him. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see us 
sniper. Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. 28 points tonight for Kevin Durant on 8 of 15 from the field, 1 of 3 from beyond the arc. He had 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and was 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Now, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the pod, but I truly believe that this is a ser- this is one of those series that's simply a tough matchup for him. I see a lot of people in the chat and some people on the uh, on the old Twitter talking about, you know, he's 34, he's old, he doesn't have it anymore. A shooter's a shooter. And that's like one. I mean, Ray Allen played in the league till he was like fucking forty because he could shoot. KD will be around. I just think that this matchup's tough for him. And even with a tough matchup, he's scoring twenty eight points. Uh, I did mention in our little uh, short that we did today that he was going to go for forty five. I just picked the wrong superstar. <laughs> yeah, everyone always forgets about Booker, right? Yeah, I know. Well, we, right? I think we just kind of hope that because we need him to be that guy for sure, especially with his team. Uh, when they're playing the 45 minutes a game, you need him just to get into a little bit of a groove. Cause right now he's just, he's not really, I mean, he got to line 11 for 11. That's good. But it's just, when he gets the ball, you don't really know what you're going to get from him. It's not like I don't trust him at all, but it's like, I'm not really feeling a positive outcome uh, just because he's having a hard time. Just even like bringing the ball up and then he gets double teamed, getting out of that really big issues. He gets the ball anywhere on the court. He just has to keep it high. Guys are coming around him. He's having a hard time getting out of that too. Um, he just looks really, really, really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable on the court with, with whatever he's doing out there. So um, I don't know. I'm not too worried. But if if Book wasn't playing this way, man, we'd be in trouble because we rely so much on KD where he's just not coming through yet. Right. I think it's going to come. I really do feel like it's going to come. I mean, it has to. We don't have a choice. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have to give it time. It's like I said, it might not necessarily even be in this series that we're going to see a great KD game. It it might be something where, again, like I said, you play the Denver Nuggets and that's when we're going to have a, a quality performance from him because this matchup is just tough for him. But again, I think that it's going to make him better because of it. And it's going to make him uh, more fluid and have more confidence for when we play another team, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a great, I know it's a bad matchup for him, but it's a good matchup for the Suns just to take on this Clippers team right now. It is. And, you know, again, I mean, we know who he is. He's Kevin Durant. You just got to give it a little bit of time, I feel. Oh, yeah. It's, just give it a little bit of could time. could have had Kyrie just not even make the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about that today. I'm just like. Yeah, it makes you feel a little bit better. Exactly. Now, yeah. I do got to give a shout out to Kevin Ray in this game because, and and I got to give KD a, some props because he had a couple dunks in this game, and it's like finally, like, like if you if if you watch the 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 pre or the the intro that we have, I know when you listen to it you hear it, but when you watch it, you can see that we always have dunks, and like I got the I got a dunk from KD now, but the best thing was K Ray because when. Devin, or I'm sorry, when Kevin Durant dunked yeah. it, he said he took it to the boom room. Let's let, let's play. Yeah, it. nearly tripped up by man. Up ahead to Durant, and Durant takes him to the boom room. To the what room? The boom room. Oh, I've never been there before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best yeah. part of the game. I was dying laughing isn't it the boom boom room no yeah, i mean the, the boom boom room, boom room. the boom yeah. boom room yeah that's from like uh oh, what's the name of that life with with eddie murray and or, or eddie murphy and 
Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. And they always yeah. talk about the boom boom room. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and this one, you know, so he's sitting there calling it the boom boom room or the boom room. <laughs> he takes him to the boom room. I'm like, oh I my love God, it though. Man. You know, he's like, I he said it again, and the third time he said, it, he's like, the boom room. I said, <laughs> just like, stay he's behind like, it. He's like, yes, it's the a boom new T-shirt. Room. And Eddie's yeah. like, what? Yeah, dude, yes, I'm gonna make a T-shirt of that. Kevin Durant yeah, is really like the, the boom, boom the, the boom room. So uh, Black Sunday again, five dollars <laughs> in the super chat. We truly appreciate it, and it's a great observation. I completely agree with this. They're letting Clippers defenders be very handsy on KD. And he's getting frustrated with it. And yeah, I'm getting is. frustrated watching it because it's true. They're allowing him. Kevin Durant's long, man. He's long. His arms he's are. And they're tree, they're letting man. him like. I mean, guys are swatting at the ball when he's holding uh. it five feet away from him. So it's clear that they're creating that physical contact. And Thomas Danette, also $5 in the Super Chat, says, People, Katie recognizes that the torch is being passed. I'll take 40, book 25, 30, 30 KD. 30 points, yeah. Yes. Um 40 for book 25 to 30 from Katie. Yes, yeah, correct. But I we're going to get we're going to get I'm just I swear. We're going to get the 40 and 40 multiple times in a series if we can move on from this one. It's a coming. Trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me, Jamsters. Like trust the process. It's coming. It's definitely coming. So, uh you were hanging out in the 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 little sub Yes, sir. Jacob this time that that was you. Yes. Okay, good. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Matthew, what was happening? You know, I see that you're rocking the sideburns. You have the Elvis look going on. Uh, so, so, so you were hanging out in the Clippers subreddit. What kind of things? I assume there was a lot of talks about the officiating. There was, yeah. Actually, towards the end, they said these refs are as soft as Aiton. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, that's them saying it, not me. That's uh, a great come on, NBA. Don't make it so obvious, lol. Yeah, whatever. They were so physical. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least we got the calls. Usually we don't get the calls. Um, if Marcus saves us, Marcus Morris, we should burn the entire subreddit to the ground. And that shot to end the third, I'm like, oh great, here we go, right? Dude, the buzzer you, beater. You know, I was I was pissed about Always it. I think mean, about you, Devin buzzer Booker, beater though. Devin Booker had a great layup right before that, and then yeah, Marcus Morris goes down, hasn't played the entire fucking series, and hits like a fadeaway bank shot from the corner and hits yeah. it and ties it at 27. I'm like, of course Marcus <laughs> Morris gets one little jab in at the Suns, and that's the way he does it. He, he always – I thought there would be more. He always just looks so good. Like, his shot always against, looks great. Against the Suns, he does. Yeah. Uh, remember, Booker scored 70 points as a 19-year-old. I just love that comment. This just makes you it's feel so comment. good. Suns fans, I swear, if we never win a title, it's going to suck, but having Booker is just... <laughs> but at least we had amazing. a game in which he scored 70 points <laughs> as a 19-year-old in a loss to the yes. Celtics. Hula. All right, we need Pat Bev to stop Book. I guess I need Pat Bev back oh, on the okay. team. Okay, to stop Book in what way? Physically and hurt him? I was going to okay. say, this game would have been more entertaining if Pat Bev was there. How many times he would have shoved the Suns in the back? I mean... Yeah, no shit. Yeah, take Highland out. I'm tired of his no defense. Pull-up threes with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. That's in the first half. Definitely him and Russ were just working together to throw this game for the Clips. Uh, and you know how we can slow down Booker? Get Kendall to make out with Bad Bunny on the Jumbotron. First of all, Kendall, you're going out with Bad Bunny, really? And I know, is that guy attractive? But he looks so fucking stupid and lame. Like, you go from Booker, humble guy that's just badass, to a guy that's just phony. Yeah. He looks like a phony. I don't know if you've seen what he looks like, but he looks... That's that's Hollywood, man. You should know that, Elvis. 
Cool. And that's it. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Man, Chris Paul looking old. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. Like, I Lord think we, have mercy. we talked about him last game and how he looked in the fourth and how it was big. And what he did in this game was what he did in game one. Instead of settling for like that nice mid range 10 footer, like he just wanted to go a little bit further and, and drive and he would just miss. And he missed some big shots in the fourth, man. I'm like, Fuck, Matthew's gonna be right on this one. <laughs> yeah, can't let that happen. I mean, freaking, uh, what was he? <laughs> five of eighteen. Five oh, of eighteen for Chris Paul. Crazy. One of eight and from beyond the arc. This is why one of eight from beyond the arc, Matthew. That's some Josh Akogi against the Bucks kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said Akogi can just replace them. Uh, my favorite lineup right now. The only ask for one thing is if Aiden can step it up and be like he was two years ago. Then you go out there, you have Book and KD, and then you have Craig and Akogi out there on the wings. It would be so much fun, the cutting, uh, the yeah. shot making around the rim where he can actually make a bunny. Like Craig and Akogi can bunny? make those shots. Yeah, so, some bad bunny shots up there. <laughs> Chris Paul is just missing the easy stuff. Like, anytime he's going to the rim, I'm like, he's not going to make it. I don't trust anything he's doing around the rim, and it sucks, man, because he his defense is is better. I mean, I mean when, you're, when you have Aiden behind you, you're doing the best you can, but just watching him i'm just like i don't you know nothing's gonna go in you know nothing's gonna even hit the bottom of the net it sucks yeah and that's it's it's a little frustrating because yeah it's expected but it's still frustrating because i know again you hit two or three more of those shots cp3 and this is a completely different game and they're giving it to you that's what sucks is they're giving them like you said that one of eight from beyond the arc i'd say six of those are wide open like he's yo, always open. He's looking at the seams. He's checking the wind. He's looking up at the sweets. Oh, there's Bad Bunny, and then he misses it. Just brick. That's got to yeah. change. That's got to change. And one thing that we mentioned on our Twitter space is there's only one member of the Phoenix Suns who's currently out right now, and that's Cameron Payne. And is Cameron Payne's absence so so impactful for the Suns? Because not only with Chris Paul and who, by the way, played 40 or I'm sorry, 41 minutes tonight. But not just by Chris Paul potentially tiring out with this game on day off game on day off, which we know he doesn't do well. I mean, since he joined the Suns, he's had a hard time with that. But with no Cameron Payne now, when Chris Paul does leave the game, it's Bam. It's it's Ramalama Ding Dong Landry Shamit, who only played four point or four minutes tonight. By the way, uh, we got a lot of Damian Lee in this game, and then as you mentioned, like Josh Okogie is kind of coming in. They're spelling that lineup and saying, "Okay, now Booker, now KD becomes the playmaker." Do you think that Cameron Payne, who my guess is will play next game, he was shooting around. I thought he was going to play. He was questionable for this game. He was shooting around. Everything looked good. Looked like we were going to get some Cameron Payne back. Do you think that his reinsertion into the rotation is going to really affect this Suns team? Because the Suns bench had a total of 18 points tonight. 
the bench for the Clippers had 39. We're getting killed on the bench, man. Killed. Yeah, well, our bench does not believe in themselves at all. Um, first thing that hits my mind when you talk about Cameron Payne coming back is just wild card. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from this guy, what he's going to do on the court. You will have a better game than anybody else really on the bench besides Busy. Lee did come in and hit some big shots because he played more than three minutes like TJ. Yeah. Yes. Um, He missed his first shot, and thank God they left him in. Like, just yes. give the guys a chance. That's what Monty does. You miss one shot, you're like, he's yeah, you're out. Oh, here. well, you must, yeah, you must suck. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, TJ uh, Warren I, today, 0 for 1. <laughs> I want pain. I want pain definitely to come back, but it's just, it's so weird, the dynamic of this team where you just have guys that are just so down on themselves when they come out on the court, you just know it's just going to be a negative instantly with, I mean, I'm talking about offensively with Shamit and then Payne might be that guy some nights too. You just never know. I just hate trying to add some other guy in here who just doesn't believe in himself. I mean, he, he tries to, he talks to himself and yells at himself a lot on the court. But to me, when I'm watching him, I'm like, you don't believe in yourself, man. You don't pick it up and go to the next play. You bring yourself down and then at times we can't trust you. Yeah. I just, I don't know. At times, you know, having Cameron Payne is kind of like having Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook is a starter. And, and you know, cause they do the same thing. They get in their own heads. They have some really good plays. They have some boneheaded plays, but I almost wish that we have him in there to mop up some of those minutes. And I didn't realize that we'd be missing Cameron Payne as much as we are because of the way that it affects the rotations, because Monty Williams has been very fickle with his bench. And again, and, and I wrote a piece on bright side of the sun about this, about how the Phoenix suns and the way that they're playing Devin Booker and Kevin Durant is for, for championship aspirations is not good. If you look at the last 10 NBA finals, MVPs. Okay. And now, obviously, that means that you've navigated the entire playoffs, you've made it to the finals, and then you've you've won the finals. If you look at their minutes played in the first round, this is what you get. Going all the way back to 2013, LeBron James played 36.8 minutes in the first round. 2014, Kawhi Leonard played 32.7. Andre Iguodala, obviously a more of a bench guy, but he played 28, and he was the NBA Finals MVP in, in 2015. LeBron James in 2016 is the only member of this list who was over 40 at 41.2. KD in 2017 in the first round played 28.2 minutes. KD in 2018 in the, in the first round played 37.2. Kawhi Leonard in 2019, 34.1. LeBron James, 32 or 32.9 in 2020. Giannis Antetokounmpo in 2021 had 36.3. Steph Curry last season had 30 minutes played in the first round. So, again, the challenge that I have through the first now uh, three games of this series is the amount of minutes that these guys are playing you know, not because like I don't want them to win because you would not. You got to you got to sit guys and what have you. But if you look at it, Devin Booker's playing 44.2 minutes. Kevin Durant's playing 43.5 minutes. What I'm stating is it's not sustainable to play these guys that much. If you want to win a title, you have to have some you have to have them rest at some point or they're just going to break down. It's just it's physics, man. This level of intensity. So. Maybe having Cameron Payne back means that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can take three or four more minutes off a game 
and he's the facilitator out there for a while. You can have some Chris Paul and, and Cameron Payne lineups out there uh, because Cameron Payne is going to force the issue and he can take over some of the distributing qualities. But to your point, when Cameron Payne comes back, he's a guy who can get in his own head. So if he has a bad game or he has a bad couple shots and he's hanging his head up and then Russell Westbrook's running by him, it could be detrimental to the success of the team. So it's just one of those things to watch out for as this series progresses. Yeah, I think, uh, well, once the things start to click on the court, I don't think you're going to get these minutes as much because you'll you'll be able to put up those bigger leads and kind of trust your, I uh, almost said it, trust your bench maybe to help out. Um, but like, this is just kind of different. I feel like this year, right? You had like the week off. Um, you get KD on a trade midseason. Now you're expected to win a championship. You're like, you don't have time really now to like minutes restrict at all. I think right now it's just about, doing as much as you can like I playing, hear you. playing these guys as much as they can because you have to get the victories early and also like if you get them early you can end the series early by Tuesday or by Wednesday of next week I think it's Tuesday then you'll have more rest too you know what I mean like these guys have had Fair. rest this year and I don't think book's going to play till his butt falls off man this guy he doesn't give a, like that's why I love book cuz he'll play a whole game he doesn't give a fuck and then he's a will probably do the same thing obviously so John I think Drayton it's just a won't. different year different kind of year we need them to play a lot of minutes we do like that well that's going. that's the other side of this argument is we do and the other thing and the other side of this argument i guess is if you have the talent level of devin booker and kevin durant playing next to each other there are technically plays where they could quote unquote take time off because the other one is running the offense and scoring with a great efficiency and and carrying the team for stretches so that 44 minutes maybe four or five of those minutes aren't as stressful as normal minutes would be. But, you know, that's really trying to fine tune and be like, well, you can see right here, the third play of the, of the fourth quarter, he took the playoff. So that's not technically a minute. It's like, you just can't get into that. You're purely going off of statistics. So uh, let's hand out some jam star and let's, let's talk about some adjustments uh, in game four. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder, if you are watching along live, please hit that thumbs up button. It helps with the metrics. It lets everyone know where you've been hanging out to watch the original and best post-game podcast on Planet Orange. And again, if you're listening, especially on Apple Podcasts, 58% of you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just pop out, just pop, scroll to the bottom, hit five stars, write a little review, write the review, and we will read it right here. And right now is the time to do it because we uh, playoffs and everybody gives a shit. Yeah. And um, it it could just say poop. We'll read it. I will read poop online. I will say it. I will say shite. Yeah. You know what? What? Crazy Luigi. Sorry for being late here. I, Where have just, you been? I can't believe it. Where have you been, Crazy Luigi? If We've you're not early, you're late. You. We've been talking about <laughs> you the whole pod. Right? I really have a great point, but I don't know what Crazy Luigi's going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know why I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. Obviously, I'm just kidding. But yeah, just get here early. Get in line. And that way, we don't have to worry. Like. <laughs> in the fourth quarter just get everything set up and be here um <laughs> never listens again uh jam star is <laughs> like i was sleeping <laughs> wake up uh sleeping devin booker it's devin booker we all know it was devin booker on Fine. both booker on both ends of the court man he was fantastic tonight absolutely fantastic tonight. Fine. so yeah fine deal with it okay Next game game 4 a uh, game 4 a 12:30 p.m. Arizona time start what 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 are we looking for? What adjustments are they going to be? Is Kawhi coming back? Let me say something real quick on to, on Kawhi. This is where the land of social media gets kind of you know 
annoying. Obviously, when Suns fans hear that Kawhi Leonard's not playing, we're not rejoicing his injury, but we're happy that we don't have... If if you're a Clippers fan and it's the Western Conference Finals and Chris Paul's out for two games with COVID, you guys weren't like, oh, man, that sucks. I really wish Chris Paul was going to play. I was looking forward to that. You're like, oh, sweet, dude. We have to play against Chris Paul? Sweet. It's exactly what was happening today on social media where Suns fans were just like... like Suns geek ha- like literally was apologizing for a tweet because oh was he? Yeah. I saw his tweet, but he was apologizing for it. That's why he, he just took go on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's like don't apologize. It's like we're not cheering that Kawhi was hurt. We're happy because we don't have to play against someone who's that elite. You know, like I said, just like Clippers fans were happy when CP3 was out with COVID in the 2021 West yeah. Finals. Like we don't want anyone to get hurt, man. But like sometimes it's what it it just is what it is. Always gonna Every, happen. Always gonna. I mean, we're without campaign. I know, and you should have saw the subreddit. They were talking about good thing Payne's not playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So recognize recognize what it is. But looking at the next game, primary adjustments. What what do you think? What do you want to see? What do you want to see when oh. we talk about Saturday afternoon? Um, Engage talk, DA. Yes, that. But I just want to see Kevin Durant kind of just be put some fear into the defense. Just when he's on the court, when books out there, it's like, dude. There's no way you could stop this guy right now. I kind of want to see KD move towards that more. Um, I know the matchups are bad, but you are KD. Just like when people say um, Fallen Founder, when you say Plumlee's a good center, and that's why Aiden can't do what he's supposed to be doing. I'm just joking. You said something like that, but it doesn't matter, dude. You're DeAndre and you should be able to do this. You should be able to go up against a guy like Plumlee and have your way. That's the way we see it, and it should happen. But KD shouldn't be an issue, right? Um also, Chris Paul just, you know, just don't shoot as much. But then also if it's going in and going in. But that's what I worried about last game. I'm like, well, if it's not going, is he going to pass it up? But he didn't. He just kept shooting. So there's a few things, man. Um, obviously, Book's going to show up. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah. You know, I think one thing I'd like to see from the Suns, and this is a, it's a double-edged sword, if you will. If you take a look at how the Phoenix Suns have shot the ball from beyond the arc uh, thus far this postseason, they are shooting it at a 37.1 clip. Now, that being said, you know, if you take a look at the totality of the teams currently in the playoffs, that's ninth out of 16. But the thing is, is they are easily shooting the fewest amount of three-pointers. They're shooting 23.3 three-pointers a game. The next lowest team is the Knicks, and they're shooting 29. So they're pretty much shooting six more three-pointers than the Suns. Now, I get what the the Clippers are doing defensively. is They're they're out there on the perimeter, and they're living out there because they're bum-rushing Booker. They're bum-rushing Kevin Durant. And again, this is where DeAndre Ayton's got to fucking come in, man, is we have to do some inside-out shit with this offense to free up these these three-point shooters, and they three-point shooters got to knock them down because this is a team that likes to shoot the three ball in the Clippers, right? They are uh, they're shooting 37.5% from beyond the arc themselves, and, and this season they were the third-best three-point shooting team in the league. So we need to... We, we need to spend a game just trying to, to throw some haymakers from beyond the arc. We got the shooters for it. We're just not shooting them. Now, yeah. we're getting the mid-range. I mean, what, in game two, they had uh, uh, 42 points at the mid-range, the Suns did. 
because again, the perimeter is being pretty well guarded. So they're getting to the mid range and navigating the, the screens with the way they want to. Uh, another thing that I think is going to happen in that, in that game four, we'll see a lot more of that pick and roll with Chris ball. We didn't see a lot of crick, but, but we will, No, but we, it worked in game two. They didn't even go to it tonight. They didn't even utilize it, but I'm not even saying Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DA, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, DA. Like, yeah. Booker should just always have the ball. Booker needs to be Luca in this game. Um, I mean, he is basically, I mean, the passing obviously isn't there really because he's just playing ISO and taking everybody off the dribble. But, um, but but you can utilize that pick and roll to pick apart matchups, and they didn't have to do that tonight. That's the nice thing. Yeah. Is it too slow? Like the perimeter, like when we're talking about this, just jack it up. I just think when you have KD, even his passing is very suspect still. Suspect. When you throw it to Chris Paul, it's just it's difficult for him to move the ball around quick. I feel like at times, um, mm-hmm. I just feel like the ball movement's really slow with those two guys right now. It's just, you know what I mean? Like it's there's no flow to it. There's just there's a lot of hitch in it. I don't know what it is. Well, it's um, the the pestering in the defense that the Clippers are playing with. I mean, this I know, is the seventeenth best forever. defense, and they're forcing a lot of the they're, they're, they're they've been imposed their will a lot in this series. Yeah, there's two one Suns, and they've imposed their will a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what that's what happens to a soft team. Um, Nate Keen, I just want to say, uh, hey Matt and John, what? Why do you think Terrence Ross ain't playing? I don't know. Like that's why you brought up the three point shot. I'm like, easy answer. Quit that guy. Why defense? No, it's an easy answer. Again, go back to what I was just stating. The Clippers are not permitting the Suns to shoot the three ball, and that's what Terrence Ross is good at. He's not going to rebound well. He's not going to play quality defense. If his one thing is to, to be able to shoot the three ball and they're literally not permitting Phoenix to shoot the three ball to the point where they have six less three-point attempts per game, some of it's by offensive design, but some of it is being forced by the Clippers' hand the way they're, they're guarding the perimeter. You're not going to bring in a guy... Like, the fact that Damian Lee got off some clean threes today was a fucking miracle. Because, yeah, he was wide open. Yeah, for two of them, he was wide... Three, I think three of them, he was, like, wide open. So, um, the reason... But the reason Damian Lee plays is because you're not going to play Shamit. You need somebody smaller to play the guard spot uh, that Damian Lee slash Shamit would normally play. Terrence Ross is typically going to play the you know the three or small ball four for you. I'd like to see some Terrence Ross. I definitely would. Yeah, I don't know. Just to see, give him like ten minutes, like Damian Lee. Damian Lee played eleven minutes tonight, and he got a chance to get a rhythm going. Yeah, no, I want to see. I want to see Ross play, but I'm just, I'm serious. Like the passing itself, I think is, I know the Clippers are playing crazy defensively. And sometimes it looks like six guys out there at times, but just the passing when it comes to doubles, it's just taking forever to get out of it and find the right guy. But then also the other Clippers are making up their ground uh, fairly quick, but I just, you know, Ross did more to five out. That's what it does. I know, but Ross did a good job at finding a spot at times. You know what I mean? He can make a move and get a good shot. Again, I'd rather have him out there than Damon Lee because he can hit the mid-range. Like, Damon Lee, inside the three-point line, you're just like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, he's not trying to do any crazy stuff, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Ross is just going to spot up and shoot. So, again, maybe that's a trick that Monty's going to play. I mean, TJ Warren came out there tonight, and we're like, oh, shit, okay, TJ's out here. And then, you know, it looked like they were targeting him a little bit. He played four minutes. He was 0-1 from the field. He had one foul and he was gone. Like that's bad body he, language, though. The one thing is, like, he just he doesn't look like he believes in himself at all when he's no. out there. Especially he's that not, shot. Usually he's the crazy shot guy, but I mean that one. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Oh, TJ. Oh, TJ. So, anything else I missed from your notes? Anything you want to talk about before we get out of here tonight, Matthew? 
Um, I think Biz was awesome. Played more busy, obviously. I know Koki Whoa. was a little off today, but yeah, play some Biz, man. Biz. Biz. Yeah, busy. Like I said, I I say <laughs> if you go up three one in this series, if we can win Game Four on Saturday, I say you start busy in Game Five just to send a message to Aiton. Now, I'm not saying you keep him out there for the first eight minutes of the game. You bring DA in the second timeout. You know, put him out there for five, six minutes to see what happens. And DA's got to think about that. Yeah, but he won't because he doesn't want to learn. He doesn't. The way I see DA out there, he complains a lot when guys are telling him what to do. He's like, I know I'm doing like It's like, shut the yeah. fuck up, man. Just listen and learn for once. Dude. Yes, I know the type. Do Aiden I, watch again? <laughs> I, I know. I know the type, man. Like as a manager. Hey, I was the same I, way at that age. I know the type. I know it was the same way, like, but I wasn't making that much money. Don't you tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, but you're not doing it. You say you know what you're doing, but you literally are doing the exact opposite. So Just listen. All right, Jamsters. Well, this is a reminder on Saturday day. We are going to be at Blue Agave in North Phoenix slash Scottsdale uh, for a Sun Jam Session watch party. If you want to come join us, we'd appreciate it. We'd love to see you. Make sure you give them a call at 480-419-6375 to make a reservation. We're going to be watching the game there. Uh, I got a bunch of stickers to give out to people, so make sure you, if you're there, you come get a sticker. You know, yeah, cool. Uh, and then Matthew and I are, are we're going to be uh, doing the pod live from Blue Agave, so try to shut the fuck up in the background while we're recording. No, let's be loud. Make make John upset because I no, care. don't piss me off. <laughs> I already I talked care. to the manager there. I'm like, dude, make sure that you like because normally what they'll do is after the game they instantly like throw the music on. Yeah, and then it ruins our audio. And oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, man, just make sure like there's no music on after the game. He's like, done, dude. I was like, Thank well, let's you. show them who we are. Like, if it happens, let's just like be like, you know, we're never coming back here again. You lost our business. <laughs> no, I know. I know the guy very, very well. He would. He would. Yeah, he better not. You know, knowing him, he might do it just to be a dick to me. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who knows me, like for hey, I'll some go reason, wa- wants to be a dick to me because they think it's funny. I don't yeah. know what it is. Well, so. you know what? Um, maybe because you get pissed off sometimes easily who knows interesting <laughs> stephanie jackson said i tried making a reservation i keep ca- and they keep hanging up i'm gonna hmm. let the manager know that i'm gonna text him tomorrow but hey people are making reservations maybe there's so many of you guys trying to make reservations that yeah. they're just like oh shit they keep hanging up i don't know so <laughs> oh well well uh, sleep tight champsters or if you're listening to this tomorrow enjoy your day this is lights out phoenix 92.3 power 92 fm uh, we'll see you on Saturday coming live from Blue Agave. So until then, uh, let's go, sons, baby. Mm, go home and love your family. <laughs>